Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Good to be with you today. This is Pastor Josh Sorensen, and you are listening to Calvary Live. Our number, if you'd like to give us a call, is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We are coming to you live from the Grace FM studios uh, in the Denver metro area, specifically Aurora, Colorado, out of Calvary Church, and just so thankful to be a part of your lives, to be a part of your drive, uh, to be a part of your day. We want to thank all of you guys that listen and uh, are just uh, always expressing your gratitude for the show to the different guys that are a part of Calvary Live. It means a lot to us uh, just to to know that God is using this time and using the show and uh, really just our heart to want to be able to minister to you guys. That's it. Uh, I w- wouldn't be here <laughs> if it was anything other than that, just to want to bless and minister to you. So again, if you have Bible questions, that's what we're here for, uh, or prayer requests, and both are wonderful. And it's always interesting because this is a live show. We never know what questions are going to come in. Uh, we never know uh, what prayer requests are going to come in, so uh, you, your guess is as good as mine, but it is such a joy just to to hear you guys uh, talking through the things that you're reading in the Bible, questions that you have from your personal devotions, perhaps something you've been listening to on the radio that you're currently listening to Calvary Live on, uh, something that your pastor taught. So again, we would love to hear from you, 303-690-3000. And we also have uh, a text line open as well. And if you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, you're familiar with this, but we'll, we'll give it out again anyway, just to let you know, if you're new to the show, that this is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week text line. So you can put it in your phone, you can keep it there, you can text us at any point, day or night. Uh, and we are trying to get to every text that we can during the Calvary Live show. It just depends on whether we get callers uh, consistently enough. But you're welcome to also, during the Calvary Live, text in your question as well. Um, but also your prayer request. And your prayer request will be prayed for by several prayer teams here at Calvary Church. So that number is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897 is the text line. So feel free to call us or text us your Bible questions or, again, your prayer requests, because we would love to be able to pray with you. There's something really sweet about being able to pray together on the air because we know it's not just the two of us praying, but it's all of the other listeners that are able to agree with the prayer and just lift it up together with the Lord. So I think, man, how cool, right? If It wouldn't be amazing if you were at church and you were able to just walk up to the pulpit at church and say to your pastor, hey, would you pray for me? And then the entire congregation prays for you in that moment. Well, we can't do that <laughs> normally, um, unless you go to a church where you can do that. Maybe you do, but, but that's kind of the purpose of this show. The purpose of the show is really just giving an opportunity to speak into your life, to help with Bible questions, and then to be able to pray. 
and encourage you. So we do have, it uh, looks like all three of our lines are currently full, which is wonderful. So we'll wait until we get uh, the first one ready to go, Bible question, and then we'll, we'll uh, move on from there. I'll also be checking the text line as well. Uh, let me just briefly shout out all of the 26 different states that are currently tuning in on 88 different stations. So, of course, we've got our very own Grace FM here in Denver, 89.7. And if you're listening down in the Colorado Springs area, you're listening on 101.7. Uh, of course, thanks to the Grace FM app, you can stream worldwide. So we often have people listening in different places throughout the world, which is pretty remarkable. Also, we've We've got Hope FM on the East Coast, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland. So we would love to say hello to all of you listening on Hope FM. You guys are listening a week delayed, um, but you are still welcome to call today. You'll still be a part of the show today, and then you'll hear the this show next week. Truth FM listening in Tennessee and North, Car- uh, North Carolina. Hello to all of you. Higher Rock Radio, uh, we love you guys. So thankful for you listening in the Meridian area in Idaho. Living Water Radio, our most recent radio station that's carrying Calvary Live in Corpus Christi, Texas. And then there's Radio by Grace. And that is uh, where the, most of the stations, the 78 of our 88 stations are, are through Grace uh, Radio by Grace uh, all over the state. So we're very thankful for all of these radio stations and thankful for all of you that listen. And we hope and pray that you guys are encouraged and blessed by the show. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and start here in Chrissy uh, from Longmont, Colorado. Good afternoon, Chrissy. Great to have you here on Calvary Live. Let's try that one more time. Chrissy, are you there on line three? Okay, looks like we may have lost Chrissy. Chrissy, if you are listening, uh, give us a call back because we'd love to get to your question. So sorry, for some reason we were unable to to get to you there. Um, but we're going to go ahead here and go to Betty Jane uh, here uh, calling from Pennsylvania, I believe. Is that right, Betty Jane? Okay, looks like we are having some technical issues. Let's try, uh, let's see, uh, we're going to try here. Well, I think we're, <laughs> we're having some technical issues. So let's, let's pause for a moment um, and let's see what we can do here to get to the messages. Uh, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you never know what to get. This is, this is live radio. Uh, and so let's see if we can, we can move on here. But thank you guys for, for calling. So if you are waiting, we're going to uh, get to your calls in just a moment here. Uh, we've got a producer working with it. So let's see then if we can go to line two, Eric from Baltimore. Eric, are you there? Antoine. Okay. <laughs> we finally got it. We finally got it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Eric, for your, your uh, patience and waiting there. How are you doing today? I'm fine, but my name is Antoine. Antoine. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, the, produ- <laughs> the producer here just said, my bad. He apologizes. Right now he's crying. So, <laughs> all right, Antoine, man, it's so good to hear from you. My, my parents live right outside of Baltimore, so I'm very familiar with that area. And um, so good to have you call in. I'm, I, I, I'm glad that uh, this question uh, at the World Summit this year, the Pope was there, and his question was, I mean, his, his suggestion was to all the nations to come together and create a one-world government. He mm. said it would be better. Uh, 
All right. Looks like we uh, we we lost you a little bit there, uh, Antoine. Sounds like perhaps it was a reception issue. Are you still there? Yes. Oh, good. Okay, we can hear you again. That's the, if you don't mind repeating your question one more time. Uh, I just want to know. Uh, uh, nobody is talking about what Pope suggested at the World Summit, and he was suggesting that all the nations create a one-world government. And then Revelation, we all know that the rapture happens before that. And I just want to know, you know, and I'm telling people, and they don't even believe me. So, and I'm curious, I just want to know, why ain't nobody talking about it? No. Great question. No, that's an awesome question. I, I'm with you. We need, we need to be talking about prophecy, uh, particularly if we truly believe we're living in the last days. And I am, I am with you, Antoine. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, we are in the last days. And so... One of the things, you know, there's so much we read pertaining to um, the, 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 the final days on earth before the rapture of the church, and then after the rapture of the church comes the tribulation, and that's where the Antichrist rises onto the scene, and you're, you're, you're right. There, there is going to be, Revelation talks about a one-world government, uh, a one-world currency, and uh, yet we don't know specifically uh, whether the Pope or one of the popes is going to be the Antichrist. Some have speculated that, uh, that, that, that uh, the, the Pope will be perhaps the Antichrist. Uh, some have speculated it's going to be com- com- coming from a different area other than Rome, perhaps a Muslim country. Uh, we don't really know because Scripture isn't clear on that, but I do think that what you're, you're speaking to um, that that there currently is a message that's being formulated and communicated that we need to begin to move towards one world government, one world issues. Um, we're seeing and hearing more and more and more of that. So to me, uh, I don't know. You know, people often want to know. Okay, so could this man potentially be the Antichrist? Maybe. I, we, we don't know. Uh, is, is the Antichrist alive? Is he currently speaking? Uh, we we don't know that. We know he probably really won't rise to power till after the rapture of the church. Uh, and again, that's just my personal opinion. There are there obviously varying positions on the timing of all that. But 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 I have no doubt that what we are currently walking through and what you're expressing that you've heard, Antoine. Is is conditioning us for uh, the things that are going to be coming upon the earth. The good news for the church is that we'll be raptured, we'll be lifted up out of here before a lot of the things that we read about happen in the in the book of Revelation happen. So I'm thankful uh, because the Bible talks about the rapture being our glorious hope, uh, you know, our, our great hope of the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. So. Absolutely something that we should be looking forward to with anticipation and excitement. And I think, uh, I think it was Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, the old British preacher from 100 years ago, used to always say, uh, hold the Bible in one hand and then hold the newspaper in the other hand. And you'll begin to see, particularly when it comes to prophetic things, uh, how much uh, we truly are moving closer and closer to what, what is called the rapture of the church and then ultimately the second coming of Jesus. It's on Google, and it was on TV two weeks ago on, on crazy TV. The Pope was at the World Summit uh, suggesting it to the, to, to the leaders, I guess that's what he talked But he talked to them saying, it's time that we do that. So create a work, one world government. And nobody, everybody, some, some people seen it. I asked one of my family members, he said he's seen it. 
but he don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I was I, just going to say that I think one of the, 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 the things that, that you're, you're realizing is much of the church doesn't teach prophecy because uh, prophecy is something that is, people have varying opinions on based on their theological positions, and some people just want to kind of shy away from it and uh, for whatever reason, but I, I'm thankful for, for the students of the Bible that do read and do know what Scripture says about these things. Uh, and Jesus even tells us, begin to read the signs of the times. And he tells us what some of those signs of the times are. And he says, because when you, when you begin to see these things happening in, in greater succession, like, like birth pains coming closer and closer together, he says, look up for your redemption draws near. So he, he's encouraging us to be looking for the signs of the times. And then when we see them, to know that his return is coming near. So Antoine, you obviously are someone that's aware of what scripture teaches on these things. Um, and, you know, we can't be dogmatic on every single little issue when it comes to our, 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 our uh, theological positions regarding the timing of some of these things. Um, obviously, we want to do, be diligent in studying the Bible, but we also want to be doing it with an open hand, knowing that there are some things that are very clear when it comes to scripture uh, and, and prophecy, and there are some other things that are a bit more uh, we, we kind of lean in a direction but can't dogmatically say for sure. But one thing we do know is that Jesus is coming, the rapture of the church is certain, and there is going to be a one-world government that will be part of the plan that the Antichrist will enact on the earth. So um, so I I'm, I'm appreciate just your question and the fact that you're, you're looking at these things through the lens of Scripture. It's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, and also I learned that, uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe so. They're supposed to, uh, the, the army's supposed to attack Israel from the north, right? And it, and because it's in scripture, because um, now Russia and Iran or Iraq and um, even Turkey getting caught up in it. But Russia and Iraq already got military base on the north borders of Israel. It's incredible. It's incredible. That's Ezekiel 38 and 39. We're seeing, we're seeing the rumblings of all of that happening right now in, in, a, in a way that we haven't seen it before. So, so it's exciting. It also gives me a sense of urgency of wanting to get the message out to as many people, the gospel message out to as many people as possible, because uh, the, the days are of, of Jesus' return is drawing near. Days I've been since I found out about world summit. I've been telling my friends, and I carry my Bible all the time. I always got my Bible when I leave out the house. Amen. And I, and I try to show them, man, I've been cussed out. I've been called names. <laughs> I'm like, they think I'm crazy. And I'm telling them, this is real, and Jesus is going to come back, man. And I Amen. just don't want you to get caught up in your sins. You know, you need to repent. Think A- about Amen. it anyway. Amen. So, that is so true. And you, Antoine, we, we need more more men and women like you out there that are willing to share that that the urgency of the message. I, I appreciate that so much. You know what, brother? I'm so sorry. We're have we're still having some issues here with. Uh, with hearing you, but uh, but I, I'm so thankful you called. I don't know if it's on our end or your end, but uh, appreciate so much just the, just the idea of uh, 
hearing you say that you are passionately wanting people to know that Jesus is coming soon and the message of repentance is is absolutely the message to preach in this day and age of repentance and faith in the risen Savior. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live. The phone number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We got a prayer request that came in. I don't believe he is on the line. Gabe, is he on one of the lines uh, for Anton? Uh, prayer request coming in for, uh, for, for it looks like he is wanting to quit smoking, and it sounds like he's not here on, li- on the line. But Anton, if you're listening, man, we would love to come around you and pray for you. Uh, and just ask God. Uh, oh, that was who we were just talking to. Okay, okay. So let's let's pray for you, brother. I heard that you had that prayer request to quit smoking. So, Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you, God, for our brother. Thank you for his passion to be able to communicate and share the good news with the people uh, in his community, the people in his circle, Lord, uh, the people he works with, his neighbors, his family. Uh, He mentioned, Lord, what many of us often feel, that uh, he's getting made fun of for it or perhaps even a bit of persecution for it. But, But Lord, we just pray that you continue to strengthen him and minister to him in regards to the gospel message and communicating it in these last days that we're living. I also want to pray, Lord, as he asked to uh, to pray that he would uh, be able to quit this the smoking, Lord, the addictive nature of that, Lord. Uh, I believe when someone asks for a prayer request like that, it's because you're beginning to stir in their hearts, Lord, that that there's something better for them than what they're 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 currently doing. And so, for for uh, our brother, Lord, we just pray that you would encourage him, strengthen him, uh, and we put these things before you in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number. We apologize for some of the technical issues we've been having today, but we are getting calls and we are getting text messages in, so we'll do our very best to to get to you as we can. It looks like right now we are going to go to Hartford, Texas. Uh, Rick, is this you? Yes. All right, wonderful. So good to have you on the show today. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. How can we help you? Um, I have a, a prayer request and a question. Sure. Uh, prayer request is is uh, for my marriage. Uh, I've been with my wife for 13 years, and it just seems like we're facing we're we're fighting some of the same battles, uh, and it feels like it's an attack versus on our side. But I really don't know. I just just to pray for a revelation, an unveiling, like unveiling of where we're going wrong in our relationship. Yeah, and. And the question is, I know in James it says that whenever you're being tempted, don't say that the Lord is, God's tempting you, but that you're being tested. And my question is, does that happen at the same time? Like, you know, obvious testing, you know, with your faith from, you know, from God, from our Father. And then there's obvious, to me, to me it seems obvious temptation, you know, like, scrolling through Facebook or, you know, things like that. Sure. Things that are real, real obvious, but do they have, is there an instance in the Bible where that happens at the same time? Uh, sure, certainly. So, so James is very clear. The Bible is very clear that God doesn't tempt us with evil, nor is he tempted with evil. So the idea is that God would not put in front of you a temptation to lead you uh, into sin. That, that would never be God's heart. But what God does do is God gives us trials, and sometimes in Scripture, the word for trials and temptations are used interchangeably, um, but, but, but what a trial is, the trial has the purpose of God 
testing the quality, if you will, of faith, just like you would test the quality of gold. And so um, a, a trial is a lot like taking your faith and putting it through fire, which means it's going to be painful, it's going to be difficult, but coming outside of the trial, because trials are, are, are temporary, on the other side of that, you'll be able to see, did your, did your faith stand up in the midst of that trial? Was it weakened in the midst of that trial? Uh, it just kind of reveals to us, man, my, my faith is not as strong as I thought it would have been, so Lord, help me. Or um, God gives us the ability to make it through a trial so that he then prepares us for the next trial. Uh, you know, it's been said we're either in a trial, coming out of a trial, or about ready to go into a trial. Um, so the enemy will tempt us because it's his plan to, to weaken our faith and take us away from God. God will test us with the purpose of strengthening our faith and drawing us closer to God. So um, I, I, God will not be a part of the temptation that will come, but I do believe that if, if you're tempted, you use the example of scrolling through your phone and, and, and perhaps watching something, you know, there's a temptation. That's not God tempting you, but there certainly is in that an ability to um, to be for for your faith to be tested is your faith strong enough in that moment to be able to say no to the temptation? But I don't believe, based off of many places that Scripture gives us the character of God, but particularly that passage you mentioned in James chapter one, that God is in any way involved in tempting us. As a matter of fact, He even says uh, in the Lord's prayer, right? That we're not led into temptation. Um, so deliver us from the evil one is what Jesus prayed. Um, and so the idea there is not that, that we're led by God into temptation. The idea is that, um, God will, when we're in the midst of temptation, whenever that is, God is the one that helps us out of it. He's not the one that is giving us the temptation himself. Okay. Awesome. I received that. That's that's good. I, I I completely get that. Yeah, and it's a great question because, as you said, there both can happen. I can be tempted with a sin, um, and that could again that could be coming from the enemy. That could be coming just from my own fleshly desires, or that could be coming from the world, the culture around. But as I'm tempted, I also have the opportunity um, to to see if I if I'm able to resist the temptation. It speaks to the quality of my faith, right? And so, First Corinthians ten thirteen is another great verse where he says there that no temptation has seized you except what's common to man. So what you're going through is common to the heart of mankind. And, and God, who is faithful, he will help you to stand up underneath it and even to find a way out of it, Paul says there. So God, again, is the one that doesn't tempt, but he helps us out of it. Um, but, but of course, there is, we are, we, we are trusting him to do that. So there is a measure of faith in the midst of that that, that needs to be um, a part of our resisting of temptation. Okay, I understand. Awesome. That, that makes complete sense. Great. And Rick, I'd love to be able to pray for you too regarding your marriage. Thank you for calling, and and we're trusting God's going to work there for sure. So, awesome. Father, you. you're welcome. Father, we just want to lift up Rick to you and his marriage. And Lord, we know that you see all of the uh, the beginning from the end, you, the moment that they committed to you with their vows, and they said, "I do." Uh, and the, the moment they first fell in love and looking back on those days, and then, of course, now seeing where they are with some of the struggles and the difficulties that are there, uh, you see it. You, you're aware, Lord. And we just want to ask that you would do what 
only you can do, uh, which is to step in and change uh, the heart of both Rick and his wife and and give them both the humility to be able to acknowledge the areas that they've contributed that have been unhealthy, but then the two of them together to be able to also look and say where what parts of their marriage feel under attack, what parts of their marriage need um, some perhaps some pastoral guidance and counsel, Lord. But, but we do trust, God, that your heart would be to save, uh, to heal, and to strengthen their marriage, Lord. Uh, it's never your desire for us to give up and to run away, Lord. And so we pray for strength. We pray certainly for wisdom. Again, James also says in chapter one, in the same uh, area that he talks about temptation, he says that when we come and we ask for wisdom, you give it generously to all who ask. And so we're praying for wisdom for Rick, for his wife, the things that they're up against, the struggle, the difficulty, even some of the confusion, not, not always even being clear as to what's going on. Um, but God, we, we know that you know, and we know you're able to see even the parts of their hearts that they can't see, the parts of the marriage that they don't fully understand where, where all of this tension and struggle is coming from. But, but we trust you, Lord, to, to, to intervene. We trust you to bring repentance where there needs to be repentance. Um, and we just ask for, for hearts that would be receptive to those things um, on behalf of this marriage that we know you care so deeply about, Lord. Uh, and we pray these things today in the good name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome, Rick. Thanks so much for calling. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Thank you. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. We're up against a break in a few minutes here, uh, but I'd like to give out the number again. We've got a couple lines open. It looks like 303-690-3000. We're going to go to Lubbock, Texas, and I believe this is uh, Selsha. Am I saying your, your name right? Yes. Wonderful. Thanks so much for calling. How can we help you? to just say thanks in a way i don't really need anything much i just i recently moved from south carolina to lubbock texas in the past few months and i have two small children um so i'm a single mom and i don't really have any family and i just i've been working on my relationship with god as things have been very testing as i've gotten down here and in the weirdest ways, me and God have seemed to come a lot closer, and it seems like I can hear him talking to me at times. And when I'm in struggle the most, he always finds a way to be able to help me. So in a way, I just I was listening to the radio, and I heard you guys, and I thought it would be a great way to just kind of reach out and, you know, pray and tell God thank you for everything he's done. I try to pray to him at least once a day, but... I just want to overall tell him thank you, because it seems like every day when I face a new struggle, he helps me find a way out of it. Amen. Wow, that's so encouraging. Thank you for calling, and I'd love to pray for you before I break here, but I just want to say, um, man, God is at work, and he is... He, he's leading and moving you and, and, and responding to your prayers. And um, I just appreciate so much you calling and, and giving us that encouragement. And Lord, I just want to pray for Selsha. Thank you, God, for her. Uh, I know she's got uh, a lot that she's carrying as a single mom, and she's just moved, and she's growing in her relationship with you. Um, I pray for her, Lord, that she would find a great community somewhere there in Lubbock or, Lubbock or somewhere in the nearby area uh, that would be a, a, a community 
community of people where she could be taught the word and fed and encouraged and strengthened and where people can come around her and pray for her and she can use her spiritual gifts and encourage others and a community of people that can walk with her, particularly, Lord, as a single mom. Um, But we're just so encouraged to hear, God, that you're at work in her life, that you're faithful to her. Uh, We know that you love her, Lord, unlike anybody has ever loved her. And so when we come to you, God, we're coming to a God that sees her as the precious daughter that she is in your sight. And so continue to strengthen her, continue to grow her as, this, as, a, as a younger believer, Lord, and mature her in these things and help her faith to grow uh, so that as she continues, Lord, in her, her journey, uh, that she would, she would know the presence and, and the grace and the mercy of God more and more with each step forward in this journey. So we pray these things, Lord, in your good name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for calling. appreciate you. No, thank you. God bless. All right. Well, we do have a couple lines open, and we're going to take our halfway break here. But the number is 303-690-3000. So please give us a call, 303-690-3000. And we'll be back with you in a couple minutes here on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Josh Sorensen. Privileged to be with you guys. Appreciate all of you that listen in from all over the states, 26 different states to be exact, 88 different stations. So thankful for you. So thankful for just the questions that you have, the prayer requests that you bring to us. Certainly, this show is really for you. And so without your calls and without your prayer requests, of course, we we wouldn't be here having this show. Um, so I do want to encourage you, if you've got a question that you've been thinking about, but you're you're thinking, man, I don't know, maybe it's too basic of a question, or it feels like a dumb question, or I just, I would just encourage you, give us a call. Um, there, there is no such thing as a dumb question when it comes to God's Word, when it comes to something that we have been thinking through and we just would love some clarity on. Um, I, I love being able to go to fellow pastors and, uh, and to, to you know, my senior pastors and just to be able to work through some things that I'm struggling with or wrestling with or, or, or something that uh, I've got a, a thought on or a question on and get some feedback on. So it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And whether you've been walking with Jesus for many, many years or whether you are um, still a newer believer and just growing in some of the basics of what it means to walk with Jesus, we are privileged to be able to help in any way we can. So our number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And we do have, it looks like a a couple full lines here that we're going to jump into, Uh, but we are going to uh, go to line one here. Larry is calling. Good afternoon, Larry. How are you? Hi. Hey, great to hear from you. Oh, I listen to y'all all day long, every day. If I'm not reading my Bible, I'm listening to y'all. Oh, wonderful. Where are you, where are you calling from? Uh, uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Wonderful. Thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for the encouragement. Ho- hopefully, we're an encouragement to you as well. Thank you. Absolutely. How can we help you? 
Well, uh, I'm reading chapter uh, uh, in Genesis, chapter 5, verse 6. And I wonder if this verse explains why we have to be born again. Mm, okay. And, and what, what verse in particular? You said Genesis chapter 5? Verse 6. Verse 6. Okay, let me, let me pull that up. Do you want to read that while I'm pulling that up, Genesis 5, 6? Uh, actually, I don't have my Bible out right now. But uh, Okay. It uh, looks like I, can, I got it right here. So what I have for Genesis 5... Verse six is uh, probably not. Maybe it's what you're thinking of, but it, it's a it's the genealogy from uh, Seth living 105 years. And he begot Enosh, and Enosh begot. Uh, it, it speaks to the, the amount of years that that uh, that Noah's sons have lived. Are you thinking about that in particular? Uh, Zell. It says Adam. Uh, I think it says he's got uh, begot a son called Zeth, and he was created in the image of Adam. Or maybe it says Adam had a son by Eve, and he was created in Adam's image and likeness. Right. Yes, so that, yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Yep, Adam lived 130 years, begot a son in his own likeness after his image, and named him Seth. Yes, and yes. I'm just wondering if that doesn't tell you clearly why you must be born again. Yeah, I, I, that is a that's a wonderful observation because we know Scripture says that we are there. There's Adam, and we are born after Adam in terms of our sin nature, um, and then there's what what Scripture refers to as the second Adam. Of course, we know that's Jesus Christ, and Jesus comes and and gives us forgiveness and salvation, and so. To, to read in this verse that, that he begot a son in his own likeness after his image, uh, it's it's we, we know without a doubt that that sin sinful nature that that Adam uh, took on when he sinned there in the garden was passed down not just to his sons but been passed down for all generations, which is why we need the second Adam. Uh, we need salvation in Christ. So that's a that's a great observation. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And- Second question was, uh, what is the gospel for the church age? What is? I'm thinking yes. that is chapter First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse one through four. Yeah, that the first First Corinthians fifteen. Yeah, no, I agree with you. First Corinthians fifteen one through four is is such a beautiful encapsulation of the gospel message that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture that he was buried that he rose again. I mean that that is. The gospel message, you know, that's that's um, in the church age today uh, that we're we're living in this age of grace, the dispensation of grace, as some theologians call it, and so now uh, as God's people, the the gathering of God's people, we have been uh, commissioned, even through the great commandment, to go and to make disciples uh, of all nations preaching the gospel, right? Baptizing. Uh, and Jesus promises he'll be with us. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So it is our mandate to take this good news message and share it with others. And so it's important for us to know exactly and clearly what the gospel is. And I agree with you that the gospel is um, that, that, that we're sinners, 
um, thanks to Adam, as we just talked about. But then Jesus came onto the scene, lived a perfect life, died on a cross for our sins, rose again three days later. Uh, He was buried, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven. And 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4 Paul does a beautiful job summarizing that. So if we memorize those verses, I think that's, that is a wonderful way to communicate the gospel in this age. Well, fantastic. I know I listen to you all the time, and barely, in fact, I don't think I've ever heard that that gospel. Yeah, wow. Okay. And and so is is hearing, when you, when you hear the gospel message um, that you read in 1 Corinthians 15, when, when have you put your faith and trust in, in the gospel? What, what's your, your story or your testimony regarding that? Oh, uh, well, my testimony is that uh, in 1998, April 30th, uh, I believe it was on the 21st, is when I found Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I was 48 years old, so it's never too late. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I think of what Paul says too, Romans 1.16, the gospel is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. And you know, I've been in church, uh, unlike, um, unlike you, you know, I was saved at a younger age, walked away from the Lord, became a prodigal, came back to the Lord. But, but being raised in the church, you get used to hearing the gospel message. You get used to hearing um, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he rose again. And so we can forget because of the familiarity of the gospel message for us that it is, Paul says, the power of God to salvation. So we are, we are commanded and commissioned and mandated to, to share this knowing that the, the power to save is in the message itself. Uh, and so when we are able to understand what the gospel is and we can communicate it in its simplicity, the power is there and God's able to use that message to save people. And that's, that's what happened to you when you turned 48. That's what happened to me. I gave my life to Christ genuinely and sincerely when I was 15 years old, uh, just a knucklehead kid who was uh, not, not loving Jesus at the time. And it saved me and it saved you and it, and it can save anybody that we, we get the privilege of sharing that with. Absolutely. And the word how is very important. Amen. Absolutely. How? <laughs> yes. He said his blood for the sins of the world. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Well, I really appreciate y'all's program. Well, we're so thankful, Larry, that you're listening uh, all the way there in Mississippi. And we're so thankful just uh, that God has saved you. Uh, and even just you bringing to the forefront of the show here today, 1 Corinthians 15, such a great passage, and, and so I'm thankful to be reminded of that and just to be, uh, in a fresh way, appreciating the gospel again here and now. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You All right, you Bye-bye. too, brother. God bless you. Thank you. All right, Calvary Live, and we are here for the next 20 minutes. We've got, uh, looks like, one line open, 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. We're going to go here to Ryan calling in Thornton, Colorado. Hey, Ryan. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Good, good. How can Um, we help you? I got a study question for you. Okay. So I go through my Proverbs daily, and uh, it's not only in Proverbs, but in other places in the Bible as well. And I'm wondering why wisdom is always referred to as a she. 
Yeah, a great, great question. Um, and by the way, not only is wisdom um, described as a woman in Scripture, but so is foolishness in some places in Proverbs as well. You may, you may notice that as well. Um, so it really, it's just, uh, you'll see wisdom in places like, I know Proverbs 9, uh, where wisdom is personified, a picture uh, uh, of a wise woman. Um, so for example, you, you'll hear the, pro- the um, Proverbs saying things like, the lady has built her house, has prepared a great dinner, um, gives wisdom to those who lack it. And the benefits to those who are seeking wisdom is to um, become wiser and increasing in learning. And then also in chapter 9, you'll hear the word folly or foolishness, and that's associated with a seductive woman um, who is loud, who knows nothing. She seduces the simple who pass by, and those who turn to her find death. And so um, you'll, you'll see this all throughout. And I think that it, because Proverb is part of a group of books called the Poetic Books, um, it's, it's poetry uh, inspired, of course, by the Holy Spirit. The Psalms, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon are these poetic books. And so simply, it's, it's just a, uh, the personification are presented to us just as the benefits of wisdom or the judgment associated with folly. So a woman of wisdom, um, Proverbs talks about benefits her husband, just as a woman of folly can destroy a husband. So I think it's just written uh, more as a picture for us to understand a personification of wisdom as if it was coming from a woman or as if it was coming, foolishness was coming from a woman. But we also see uh, at the end of Proverbs, there, there are words that are written as advice from a father to a son as well. And so I think that this father speaking to his son is using two different kinds of women as an illustration uh, to, to illustrate God's wisdom, because ultimately that's really what the Proverbs are speaking to, God's wisdom for our daily life. So really it's, if I'm understanding correct, and allow me to ask, it's more of a personification, not necessarily an ascribation. That That's correct. Yes, exactly. So um, because Solomon wrote the Proverbs, he's speaking and writing to his son, and he's just using poetry, as it were, um, to say, you know, if wisdom was a woman, she would be the one that would be encouraging you in this direction. If foolishness was a woman, she would be using, you know, you to, to, to encourage you in this direction. And so he, he equates foolishness even as a prostitute or a harlot in, in uh, Proverbs 9 there. So you're absolutely right. It's a personification um, of, of both wisdom and folly throughout the book of Proverbs. All the way up to 31. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, you're right. You end with Proverbs 31, and and you know the interesting thing about Proverbs 31, um, the 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 woman of wisdom there. A lot of times, women will read that and sort of look at that as the picture of like the ideal woman, but other uh, commentators will even say that is still giving a picture of of wisdom in in her beauty and in her her form and still using some of that poetic imagery to speak of wisdom as um the, the what we would call the proverbs 31 woman so again i think both of those opinions are true proverbs 31 has some great illustrations for women that want and desire to be that kind of a woman but it also speaks i think to even us as men <laughs> to be able to say that there's beauty in in god's wisdom um that is being described for us as if it was a woman so thankful for 
the different genres that we have in scripture and for the poetic books, because they give us a different way of being able to look at something like God's wisdom in in a way that would help us to understand it more than just this big theological idea. Well, I appreciate that very much. Um, Can I leave with a prayer request? Sure. We'd love to pray for you. Okay. Uh, Well, not just for me, because, well, I've relapsed and been struggling with my own addictions, but uh, more so for my mother and my stepfather, who are dealing with some very serious health problems that Mm. are not by choice. Um, So, again, my name's Ryan, and my mother's Pamela, and my stepfather's Gary, and it would just be nice to know that we have extra hands and heads going up in prayer um, for them to be healed even more so than myself. Amen. Uh, I'd be privileged to pray for you. Let's 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 take that to the Lord. Lord, thank you for Ryan. Thank you for his question, Lord. Uh, as he's working his way through Proverbs, um, just pray that you'd be encouraging him as he's reading and as you're speaking to him about wisdom in his own life, and particularly, Lord, as he's mentioned, addiction and the struggle and the battle um, that he's facing with that. I, I, I pray that your word would be that lamp to his feet and that light to his path, um, leading him in the direction that will help him find freedom from the addiction, Lord. And you, again, was mentioned earlier today, but you have told us, Lord, that we are all tempted, um, but that you do give us the ability to find a way out of temptation, Lord. Or you say to stand up under it so that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have to have its control and power over us. So I just pray that you'd free him, Lord, um, truly, and sincerely break the chains, Lord, um, of, of this addiction and fill him with the Holy Spirit, because none of us can live the life, uh, Lord, the godly life that you uh, that honors you, Lord, unless we're filled with the Spirit who strengthens us, gives us power, Lord, leads us, guides us, comforts us. And so I pray those things, Lord, for my brother. And also, of course, want to pray for his mom, Pamela, and his uh, stepfather, Gary, and their health, Lord. Uh, and just going through difficulty. We know that you care about our physical bodies, Lord. We know you care about our physical frames. You say in 1 Corinthians 6, Lord, that when you shed your blood, um, it was for our bodies in addition to our souls, Lord. And so you care about our bodies, and you even tell us there to honor God with our bodies. And so, um, Lord, the bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and, and we see Jesus all throughout the Gospels and even into church history and up to today, that there are, are moments that you will touch and heal people. And so you invite us to come and to ask. And so we're going to pray, Lord, that you would heal Pamela and Gary of the ailments, Lord, of the sickness, of the disease, uh, whatever is going on in their physical frames, trusting that you're able and that you're powerful to do that, Lord. Um, And so as we pray for healing, we're believing in a God that has demonstrated that you're able to heal, but we're also praying to the all-wise God as well. Uh, And if you choose not to heal, Lord, we are trusting that that doesn't change your wisdom and your goodness, Lord, uh, in what it is that you're doing and accomplishing, even through illness in um, our bodies and the bodies of those that we love. But, but that won't keep us from asking. Lord, you say if a, if a father gives good gifts to his kids, how much more does our perfect Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? And so healing certainly would be one of those gifts that we, we want to continue to press in, continue to pray, and continue to ask for, knowing, Lord, that you're able to do it. You're the great physician, your word says. Uh, so, Lord, we put them before you. We put Ryan before you. Thank you for our brother today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Martin. Thank you very much, Pastor. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for calling, Ryan. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. We're going to go now to Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Nicole. Good afternoon, Nicole. Well, hello. So good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Well, thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, well, I'm calling today a little bit more about um, a praise report and how good the Lord is. Awesome. And how even, you know, when you think that you've done so much in your life that God doesn't want to be um, in your life, that it's not true. I, uh, at the age of 52, was saved from the new age um, by the Lord. And wow. all through my life, through I was born and raised in the Catholic Church and stepped away from that and went 180 degrees into the New Age, so much so that I was doing card readings. I was doing tarot cards. I was doing the healing sessions. And, I mean, I even became a yoga teacher and was deep, 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 deep in. I had the I had Jesus in my soul and in my heart. And I just thought I could make up my own thing. I thought, you know, I'm helping people. And, um, but praise God, he came to me without question, matter of fact, in a yoga class and said, no more. I am the way and the truth and the life. Wow. And I want you to myself. I don't want any more middlemen. I want you and me, and I will take care of the rest if you trust me. And I said, yes. And I went home that day and I packed up about five, six boxes of, paraphernalia, books, statues, crystals, you name it. <laughs> and I got rid of them. And, and that night, um, there was a very bad storm in Fort Collins, and it flooded the basement room in which I was doing those healings. And so it was kind of a, a reconfirmation that um, he was clearing out all of that energy that, you know, could have attached itself to me by opening up myself to those things. Um and I woke up the next day, and I have not had anxiety since wow. that day. And, um, you know, I'd struggled with anxiety my whole life, and um, I believe that the attachments of opening myself up to um, the pretty packages that Satan makes um, available to us to make things look like they're okay and they're pretty and they're of love and light um, are not truly the case. And I would just encourage anybody out there listening, because I was even listening to your station when I was doing, you know, this. And um, I kept feeling the Lord trying to talk to me, and he just kept chasing me, and he would not stop until I got tired, apparently, and and got his message. But um, honestly, at the age of 52, I am now in a Bible study. I'm in um, a small group with that, and then I'm also doing a summer study um, and since then, the Lord has used me to, um, to serve humanity in a much greater, more meaningful way. So wow. I just want to encourage anyone out there that might be questioning, you know, well, it all looks so pretty and it's, you know, angels and it's light. But, you know, God doesn't want anybody in between us. He's a very jealous God and, and he will make things happen perfectly for you if you if you give yourself wholeheartedly to him and you can do it at any age. Amen. Man, what a testimony. Nicole, thank you. That's the, it just reminds me, and I think you're right. I think there are absolutely are people that are listening right now that needed to hear that, um, that needed to hear what you're sharing. 
And, uh, and, and you're right. The Bible is very clear that Satan can appear as an angel of light. He can appear as beautiful, alluring, um, perhaps not what we think of when we think of Satan as a little red devil from underground with a pitchfork. And, but, but he can appear as something that is, that, that is glorious in appearance, but the, the enemy is to, is to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's, that's his role. Uh, he's the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says he's a liar from the beginning, which means everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. So though he can present himself as something that is uh, attractive as it was to you, Nicole, um, as, as you're expressing, the end of all of that is deception and, and death. Uh, the end of, of sin is death, God's word says. So to hear that you received the gospel message of Jesus and are growing now in your faith and how God has freed you from that is just such a powerful example of what we were talking about a few minutes ago with another caller of the gospel message, the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. So great. Yes, I feel just so incredibly light and um, it, it is, it truly does. It feels like you're being born again. And I know it's such a you know, overused term that a lot of people use in a derogatory manner because it makes the the people that that don't want to think about being born again. I think they put it. Um, they think, well, then I'm going to have to be responsible for all this stuff. And and you know, you're just all righteous, and you know, you think you're all that because you're born again. Well, it's sad because they're missing out on so much. And, Absolutely. You know, the birth is is such a it's a it is a new birth, and it's it's this excitement that I've never felt before with anything else. The list of things, the trying to achieve enlightenment on your own, and all the work it takes to do that is you don't need to do that. There's no there's no need for that. God will provide everything you need, and He's our Jehovah Jireh, and He's you know everything that we need for healing and. So anyway, I just Amen. wanted to ask that, you know, everyone understands that might be teetering because you know what? Things are getting so dark. We have got to make decisions now and we need to understand how important those decisions are. It's our eternity. We're only here for a short time. Um, then I would also just quickly like to ask you for some prayer. Sure. Um, a friend of mine's father-in-law this morning was on his 80th birthday. His only wish was a hot air balloon ride. And several of them were caught up in a windstorm out of nowhere, and um, they all came crashing down to the earth. And so he and several others um, were injured pretty badly. Thank God nobody was killed. Um, Praise the Lord. But um, there's a lot of, you know, 80 years old and falling like that with spinal injury and um, broken ribs and things like that. If, If God could maybe just you know, if you could ask your listeners to lift him up, his name is Gary. Amen. Absolutely. So, Lord Jesus, we just want to bring Gary before you. Uh, Lord, uh, of course, Lord, we pray that you would heal whatever injuries, Lord, he sustained uh, in this accident. We're, we're very, very thankful, Lord, that his life was not taken, Lord, that he's alive. Um, but we do know at 80 years old, Lord, and in, in the kind of injuries that could have been sustained, uh, that those can be very serious and per- perhaps even life-threatening, Lord. So we're just asking now, and, and the listeners are agreeing, Lord, that, God, you would, you would step in to uh, Nicole's friend's father-in-law uh, in, into his life and 
And as we just mentioned, not only are you Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Lord, um, but, but your word also speaks to the fact that you are God, our healer. And so we're asking that you would heal, Lord, and demonstrate your power in Gary's life. And I don't know if he's a believer or not, Lord. If he is, that this would just be a, an opportunity for him to praise you for the demonstration of who you are in his life. But if he's not, that this would be the moment in time that you would speak to his, his heart about eternity, that you'd reveal to him who you are, that there would be a messenger of the gospel that would come communicate uh, to him the good news of Jesus and that you would save him, Lord. And so we just want to put him before you, trusting God that you hear us and that we're praying according to your will. Anytime we ask for healing, Lord, we trust you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And also my father, um, he was just saved about um, two to three weeks after my mother passed three years ago. Wow. And he's 88 years old. So wow. if you're listening and you're questioning your age, it's just a number. It's just a number, and all it takes is a yes Amen. to the Lord. And thank you for all you guys do. I listen to you almost every single day and um, just appreciate all of the um, positive messages and lifting up that you do for everyone, and I I pray that God blesses you. Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. We're so thankful for your testimony, for your encouragement, for your prayers. Uh, we're, we really appreciate you calling. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. All Have right. a wonderful day. You too. God bless you. All right, we've got about 60 seconds left. Uh, I'm going to go very, very quickly here to Lena in New Jersey. Lena, I see you have a prayer request. We've got about 45 seconds, so uh, if you can make it quick, we want to get your prayer in for sure. Uh, I just need prayer for my well-being. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. We'd love to pray. Lord Jesus, we want to bring Lena before you. I wish I could have had more time to hear more of her story, but we trust that you know exactly what it is that she needs, uh, Lord, for her well-being. I also have written here a prayer request for her daughter. God, you see exactly what it is uh, that she's needing right now. So we want to bring our dear sister before you uh, and pray that you would be the one that would meet every need, that you would be the one that would step in and intervene. Um, that you would give Lena a peace that passes all understanding, that would guard her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus. So we trust you, Lord. We trust Lena into your hands, her daughter into your hands, knowing that you care. You say we can cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. Uh, And so we just pray, Lord, that you would deliver uh, where there's darkness uh, and that you would um, give light and life, Lord, uh, both to Lena and to her daughter. And we pray these things in the good name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you guys for calling. Apologize we couldn't get to all your calls today, but we will be back with you on Monday. Pastor Jeff Figgs here on Calvary Live. Thanks for joining in with us today. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.